0: I met a guy recently who told me that he spends roughly $250,000 a month. I talked to another person recently who made $50 million at the age of 30. What do you do with that money? How do you spend it? How do you not spend it? What do you invest in? If you meet a rich person, these are questions everyone wants to know, but you're too embarrassed to ask. That's the whole premise of MoneyWise. We talk to real people who have made a significant amount of money and we ask them all about their finances. My name's Sam Parr, and the podcast is called MoneyWise. That's one word, money wise. You can find MoneyWise wherever you get your podcast.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Carton and Roberts. Evan Roberts, Craig Carton, all the way to 630. Phone number to join, as always, 877-337-6666. We got a great show for you today. I like how uh, Big Mac put himself in the open now. I mean, he does the open. He produces it. And he figured after uh, 28 months, let me put my voice in the open. As if that's going to get him more, more air time. Or make people think he's a bigger, he's a bigger part of the show.
2: Yeah, the show does that all by itself.
1: Oh, that's great. Well, uh, it seems like we're getting some good news regarding the uh, recovery of Hamlin, who uh, is now, uh, I guess, oxygen-wise, 50-50 with a ventilator. It was 100% all ventilator, obviously, the first 24 hours. But that uh, sounds like it's going uh, in the right uh, direction. But uh, clearly, he is not anywhere close to being out of the woods totally yet. So you you still keep a small part of your feelings and thoughts uh, with him and his families. They still uh, you know, suffer through all this. Uh, in the meantime, you know, sadly, this is kind of the way things go. Life does go on for everybody else, meaning the NFL is back. Week 18 this weekend, New York Giants have a decision to make. Do you play anybody? Does Saquon Barkley even put on a uniform? Does Daniel Jones put on a uniform, or do you use this week To get everybody and anybody healthy physically, you know, refreshed mentally, and get ready for right now would be a road playoff game against the Minnesota Vikings. Good afternoon, Evan. How are you? I'm doing all right. What do you think about that? You play them a quarter, a half, just because who are you not to play them?
3: Every year we have this discussion, usually not with the Jets and Giants because they're not in the playoffs. And every year people always cite back. The Patriot-Giant game from 2007. Yeah, but this is so
1: much different, in my opinion.
3: I completely agree, and here's why. Every other time the Jets or Giants rarely, but other teams play and have to make a decision like this, we all forget what happens next. We all do. Right. Like, Just so happens they won a Super Bowl. Right, we'll cite that one because it's the most memorable decision ever made in terms of rest or no rest. Right. It's it's the only one we ever And by the way,
1: you can make the argument back then. and We don't want to regurgitate the whole thing. That's the only reason the Patriots played it out is that they're going for the perfect season. No, no, absolutely.
3: And right. we saw years later teams decide not to go for a perfect season. But anytime we have these discussions, you're always going to hear people. There'll be someone calling in later today who's going to say, Hey, remember 07? Yeah. It's irrelevant. I, would, it's I one wouldn't example. play Saquon. Well, I wouldn't play Daniel Jones. Yeah, neither would I. I and wouldn't. I'll tell you the reason. I'll start with him. I'll tell you why my gut feeling says don't play him. Daniel Jones is a week away from accomplishing something he has never accomplished in his NFL career. Do you know what that is? Again, uh, making the playoffs—that's obvious.
1: Right, right, right. Uh, he's a week away from accomplishing, from accomplishing something, something he had not done in his NFL uh, career. Make it through an entire season without missing a game for injury. Making it through yeah. an entire season—he well, just healthy, yeah, right. But and he's coming off his best game of the year. Why not leave that the best feeling? Going into the playoff game.
3: Let me further the first part of what you said. Because I agree with you maybe for different reasons. Yeah. He's also coming off a game in which he ran the football how many times? Yeah, a bunch. And showed you, and I respect the hell out of this, hey, I'm going to go get that first down. I'm going to go score that touchdown. My body be damned. And while in a postseason game, run, Daniel, run, and you're going to need Daniel to run, in a game that means absolutely nothing. Yeah, Can you imagine the feeling you have because he's a football player, bro. He's not going to He's going to go make plays, right? Course, he's not going to think, oh, gee golly, it's week 18. Let me slide. No, he's not. He's right. a football player. Howie, what's going to go through your mind when Jones is whirly-birding through the
1: end zone right. and his body is flying through the now, air? Listen, I think if there's anybody that's even questionable at all, injury-wise, they don't play. But he's not questionable. I know. I don't play Barkley because there's nothing to be gained by. Rest Rest the legs. I don't play Daniel Jones for all the reasons we've just discussed. If you want to name three or four other guys that you don't want to play, I don't care who they are. Give every backup the opportunity to play. You could lose this game by 50. It don't mean a damn thing. It's not going to make the locker room upset. It's not going to change the specter of getting ready for the next game emotionally. You're a playoff team. Again, the order may change. It may not be the Vikings looks like it probably will be will the Vikings. Likely, yes. I think so. Yeah, yeah. But even the Niners
3: to lose, just for the record, and that doesn't seem like a likely scenario. Nah, right
1: well, now. San Francisco's playing Arizona, right? Yeah, yeah. They're not going to lose. Philly can beat you by fifty. They probably will. I don't even know what they're going to do with Jalen Hurts and all that stuff. Nor do I really care. This is now about getting the New York Giants into the best position. To beat, let's just assume, it's the Minnesota Vikings.
3: If the Giants play nobody on Sunday, and then let's say they lose to the Minnesota Vikings, is anybody really going to think they lost the game because they took the foot off the gas? No, not at all. if they play their regulars, and specifically to me, it's Daniel Jones. That's the guy who I'm thinking most about. You're right. If a guy's questionable, don't play him. Leonard Williams has a neck issue. Don't play him. Right. But with Daniel Jones and the way he's played the position this year, and he's done it brilliantly, by the way, and they have unlocked what we all knew about him. His best attribute is his legs, and they've used it a lot. Think about how many times he's run the football this year. He's been great. It's all compliments. And knowing the way he plays football and knowing the desperation of the Eagles, because guess what? They are sorta of desperate. They don't want to lose this division. Oh no,
1: see the Eagles have to win this. Yes. Game. And I think Jalen Hurts is gonna play. Maybe not the entire game. I think if I'm the Eagles, I go out there try to get a two touchdown lead in the first half. Of course. And then start sitting guys down. Because the Giants really shouldn't be a threat. Because the Giants are not gonna play well, their but, guys, Should sure they? The
3: Eagles not winning the division is a disaster. Correct. The Eagles he- not being the number one seed is a disaster. They have to win this game on Sunday. So, specifically with Jones, I'm talking about him. I ain't risking a damn thing. This guy's had an injury problem throughout his career. He plays the game tough, which you appreciate. I'm not risking anything on Sunday, and I don't think that leads to anything
1: bad in the postseason. No, I mean, I even play out the other side. If we take injury out of it for just a second. Let's say he's... 8 for 12, 130 yards, and a touchdown in the first half. So what? Doesn't matter. Like, There's nothing to be gained by it. There's no personal accolade he needs. He got his team into the playoffs. Now go get ready for a playoff game. And I got to tell you, you and I are both diehard Jet fans. You and I respect the New York Giants organizations and organization, and they've been mocked, rightfully so, over the last six years because with the New York Jets, they've had the worst record in all of football. I have to tell you, as a football fan... Having a playoff football game, albeit on the road, for the New York Giants, I'm excited for it. Oh, no doubt. I love the fact that playoff football is back. And, of course, I'd rather it be the Jets, but that's our lot to live. Yeah, but I also I got playoff football uh, in two weeks with the New York Giants, and I'm pumped up for it. I, I, I speak for myself, but I think
3: you'll agree with me on this. The Giant-Jet relationship, at least in my eyes, is different than any, any other local team relationship. The Mets fan and the Yankees yeah, fan, don't for the most part, they don't like each other. The Knicks fan and the Nets fan, give me a break. Yeah, you like my winning streak right now? We don't even acknowledge your presence, oh, oh, to cool. be fair. You sure know, you know that. that. Hockey, same thing. Rangers right. and Islanders, everybody hates each other. To me, I've never, other than Christmas Eve 2011, other than that, I've never had a quarrel with the Giants. And most of the time, I'm happy for them. And as jealous as I am, because jealous is a fair word, especially with the way the season played out. Envious. I am overall pretty happy. For the Giant fan, especially because I've sat here with you, and we've all sat here, and we have watched over the last five years, and you've said this on the air, that the Giants have become the Jets.
1: The Giants became a laughingstock. They
3: became the team that fired coaches after two years consistently. Three of them in a row. Let's not lose track here. McAdoo, Shermer, Judge, two years. Two years, two years, goodbye. McAdoo wasn't even a full two years. They had become us. And then they rose from the ashes in the oh. most surprising season we've seen in a long time. And they've overachieved their way to a playoff spot. Yeah. So while I'm jealous, I'm also happy for them, for some Giants.
1: Uh, listen, I'm excited that we got playoff football back. You know, uh, these uh, you know December, January, February, March months for the last more than half a decade have been filled with... Uh, Watch other teams go celebrate. Other teams that normally don't make it make a run. The Bengals last year. Right. Bengals, although they, they were you know, a very good team under Marvin Lewis, they didn't win a single playoff game. They made the playoffs all the time. They, they, just, made couldn't win. And they just couldn't win. <laughs> right. right. And we, we're sitting back going, this team makes a run. That team makes a run. And we know by Thanksgiving that we have no playoff football. This year we got it. And I'm, listen, if you told me the Giants won a Super Bowl, I'll sign up for that. It ain't going to happen, but I'll sign up for
3: that. Let me walk you through a scenario. Yeah. Just a little scenario I was thinking about the other night. I've made it very clear to you, you disagree with me, that the Green Bay Packers are about to go on a deep postseason run.
1: Yeah, you're not alone.
3: Sit with me on this for a second. Packers win Sunday. They're the 7th seed. They're matched up first round of the playoffs with the Niners, and they pull off the upset. They knock them off.
1: In San Francisco, Aaron Judge exercises the demons of Jimmy Garoppolo. Rodgers, but close. What did I say? Judge. Oh, sorry, guys. (laughs) 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 You're mocking them. So
3: Green Bay is now matched up second round against the Eagles. Giants play the Vikings, pull off the mild upset, beat them. They face the winner of Tampa-Dallas. Is there a part of you licking your chops saying, Bring that on, man. 100%. 100%. Bring on Tom Brady. Bring on the Fraud Cowboys. Yeah. They ain't going to a championship game. I have just painted a sort of realistic, not fully, because I get it. You've
1: the got pa- the Giants in the NFC Championship game at home against the Green Bay Packers. That's exactly what I That's have. That's what you have.
3: I've just painted a scenario Why where not? MetLife Stadium is rocking. Now, you're going to lose that game. Yeah. My apologies. Fair enough. But you, I just painted a somewhat realistic scenario. Of the Packers going on a run, and you guys getting a little bit of a roadmap map that's not
1: that complicated. And it'd be... Minnesota and Tampa? Minnesota and Dallas? Come on. By the way, you'd give yourselves more than a fighter shot in that, and that's what being in the playoffs allows you to do. It allows you to dream the impossible dream to soar. Whatever it is. I don't know what it is. But I know it's about flying somewhere, impossible heights or something like that. Anyhow, I'm envious, I'm jealous, but the New York Giants are in, right? Let's enjoy that. Let's get into it. Uh, a couple of the things around the situation uh, with that terrible injury that we all watched Monday night with uh, Damar Hamlin. And, you know, I, and I was afraid this was going to happen. And I'm, you and I are watching it happen every day in the two days since. And it's so objectionable to me. Uh, that I feel like I kind of have to comment on because it, it's what we do for a living. You know, the focus of all the conversation should be, rightfully so, and I, I'd like to think you and I have done this the right way, uh, is about the kid, is about Hamlin. And then if you want to talk about all the things around it, the way the NFL medical staff ran to his aid, saved his life, all those things that came along with it, the broadcast, if you want to talk about that, all fair game, right? But it's all centered around what we watched on Monday night. Is that a fair assessment of for course. you? Of course. Right? Yeah. And what's happening now is there's like... It's like a bunch of greased-up pigs trying to climb on top of each other to get to the top of some invisible totem pole to make themselves the story. The story is about the health and well-being of Hamlin. The story is about the heroes on the sidelines of that game that saved this young man's life. The story is about a mom watching her son go down like that. Uh, The story is about the medical staff in Cincinnati. You know, life-saving measures we learned today that his heart gave out when he got to the hospital. They had to resuscitate him a second time.
3: That's being denied by his family, by the, or by yeah. his representative. Oh, well, there's a family no, member no. who said it. I, you're right. Yeah, yeah I, his just, uncle. Just the update okay, I heard I about an that. hour ago is that
1: that part is being
3: denied. But who knows the truth, right? right.
1: Yeah, but that's the focus of all. It's like I heard a story much earlier today, and I was totally unaware of this. That the NFL goes through this training at every facility preseason, and then before the start of every game, the referees meet with the medical staff that's working the stadium for that game. And this is shocking to me. I don't want to give the NFL credit for it. I don't even know if you know this. There is a singular person at every single NFL game, bar none, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and that person has a singular responsibility. And that is, in the event of a catastrophic injury, like what we saw Monday night, there is a single person at that game whose only responsibility is to make sure that that person can breathe. Mm. Like, what? Thank God they do. Like, that level of detail, attention to detail from a medical uh, positioning, and it's never been used before, but there is a person, man or woman, a medical professional, whose only job at that game is in the case of something like Monday night, they intubate and make sure they have a breathing bag on on a player as soon as possible. Save this kid's life, right? There's also a lead dog, man or woman, from the medical staff who is in charge of all the other medical personnel. And they practice this. Like, and I'm amazed by that. And as much as we talk about what the NFL doesn't get right, a lot of times more about football than anything, boy, they have this a lockdown. Save the guy's life. And they save this kid's life. But back to my point. It's now about I want to make a name for myself. And I'm, I'm going to call someone out who did it. I actually like a lot. Dan Orlovsky has become a very, very valuable voice breaking down NFL film on ESPN. I think he's great at what he does. And we all know he had kind of a joke of a career and stepped out of bounds in the end zone, didn't realize the whole thing, right? But he's a really good, thoughtful commentator on all things NFL. And he couldn't help himself yesterday trying to make himself the story. And he went on TV yesterday you know, more than twenty-four hours after you know the terrible incident, in which we're all talking about it, and decided that he wanted everybody to know that he was gonna pray for the young man. Well we've all said a prayer for him in our own private way, which is what prayer's about. You pray your own way. You don't invoke your type of prayer on me, I don't do it to you. Right? And he took he went on the ESPN and he made the other and make he had the his cohorts on that show bow their heads while he said a prayer. We get that you support him and we all do. We're all in this together in our support and love and prayer that this kid sees this through. But to go on TV so that people can watch you say a prayer, it defeats the whole point of what prayer's all about. Prayer's not about going out in public in front of a million people on TV and showing people that you know you're gonna say a prayer for someone. I think I think it's disrespectful to the notion of religion and prayer. Pray privately for this young man and do it as often as you want. But that's what this is about now. Look how sensitive Dan Orlovsky is. That he took time out of his TV show to say a prayer. That prayer meant nothing to me. I thought it was, it was tragic that he would actually use that pulpit to do what he did. But a lot of people loved it. Yeah, because... No one's got the balls to say. Guys, no one's going to say. This How are you going to be critical you? of a guy who's saying a prayer for a young man? Aren't you skeptical? You know, and you.
3: Aren't you skeptical? And I, I hate being like this, but I actually agree with you. Aren't you skeptical about almost everybody? these yeah, days? Yeah, I like am. because
1: it's not about me. It's not right. about you. It's not about Stephen A. It's not about Skip Bayless. It's about a guy laying in a hospital bed. That's the story. And as soon as you make yourself the story, I become immediately skeptical. About, you know, what you're real interested Look, I are. think there's a lot of people that are just doing their job. But even yesterday,
3: this idea of, oh, ESPN did such an amazing job. They did this. They did that. You know what? Right now, I don't want to hear it. No. Is it really about them? Is it about not. the coverage? It's about the fact that this kid, this poor kid is still in the hospital <laughs> fighting for his life. And so I'm not saying ESPN didn't do a good job. What I'm telling you is that even
1: yesterday, hearing all the compliments and the bouquets is like, I don't want to hear that right now. No, listen. I thought if you want to comment on the broadcast crew in the moment and how they handled, yeah, but I, I'm okay with did you that. you see what I'm saying, though? Like, but yeah, yeah but of that's course not, you can. That that's a story for people who cover the media. You know, our focus should be a on the kid, and then yeah, at some point, I think today's that point. Now we're allowed to kind of have the conversation. You know, what should we do schedule wise? Right. You know, because no matter how you slice it, they're going to have to make a decision that is going to impact seeding, maybe not the number one seed, but certainly two and three, as to are we flipping a coin? Like, are we going to play that game? Are we moving all the other games back? And that starts impacting, you know, potentially six other cities in the the AFC that are going to have a playoff game.
3: I don't see a realistic scenario where they're not going to have to either play the game or have seeding deeply affected by not playing Well, look, it, two, you know what
1: two and three is going to be affected if one isn't. Right. Right? It has to be but now. you're
3: going to have seeds affected. Now, obviously, a lot of it has to do with the results coming up this weekend. But if the results are what you sort of expect them to be, even if they're not what you sort of expect them to be, there's going to still be things that are up for grabs based on playing a football game.
1: Yeah, I, I, listen, they're going to have to make an ultimate decision that the Bengals and Bills are going to have to agree with. Either they're going to say, listen, we want to play this game for all the obvious reasons, seeding, home field, all that stuff, or they're going to agree, we're going to flip a coin or something along but those Buffalo lines. the Buffalo
3: Bills going to be willing to give up the number one seed in the AFC to not play the game because if they win on Sunday and Kansas City wins on Saturday, right. they have to play that game for the number one seed Other than you just saying, you know what, we'll give the
1: Chiefs the one seed. They're a half game ahead of us. I doubt that's going to happen. I I doubt it, too. I'm with you on that. And that, to me, that's an interesting part of this story now. Yeah. Because it's not even about getting it right or wrong. Now it's about, all right, what do the Bills and Bengals want to do? Right? And are we just going to, like you said, we're not just going to hand Kansas City the one seed. They didn't earn it. Right? Well, the only way I'd ever feel okay with it is if the Buffalo Bills,
3: the team getting hosed in it, say, We're good. Right. We'd rather not play the game, go take
1: the one seed. I just, I can't imagine that. Right. Now, if the Bengals wind up, uh, you know, it's another thing about winning the division, mm-hmm. right? You know, obviously, if the Baltimore Ravens lose, and it looks like Lamar Jackson's not playing, so. You have to, if the Ravens lose to the Bengals... Settles the division. Settles the division. Right. So now you and the Bills, in theory, if Kansas City wins and New England beats the Bills, now you're arguing about, are you the two-seed or am I the two-seed? Right? Two and three. Right. Uh, you want to flip a coin on that? I could see that, maybe. Because uh, it just changes where you'd play that second-round game. Well, it also creates... But it's on the
3: table. If the Chiefs lose, now all of a sudden the Bengals have a chance at the one-seed. So
1: right. There's, there's so many scenarios yeah.
3: that make the game important. Now, is it important enough... For the NFL to say, we're going to find a way to play it? Or do they make a decision with the teams to say, this, because of the schedule and because of having to change the playoffs, we're not going to do it. That's for them to decide.
1: Yeah. But the Bills and Bengals, I think, have to have a voice in it. I would think so. Because it it affects them. By the way, there's a revenue aspect of it. You know, playing another home playoff game. uh, There's TV ratings that get involved. So the networks, in theory, would have to have a voice in it. So anyway, it starts getting complicated. But, you know, it does. It starts Saturday. If Kansas City beats the Raiders, and let's just, for the sake of argument, say they do, that at least starts to answer some of the questions. Right, right. So it all starts Saturday. And, of course, uh, the weekend ends Sunday night with that Detroit-Green Bay game. Means nothing at all to Detroit other than trying to, you know, knock Green Bay out of Not's the No, That's not
3: true. If Seattle loses, they can make the playoffs.
1: No, they'd have to win. Right. You're right. You're
3: right. The if Detroit Seattle Lions. And they'll know by the time that game starts. Like when that game starts, they're gonna know are we playing for something or are we not playing for something? I guess
1: I was just assuming they wouldn't win. But you're I assume I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't make that assumption.
3: Well, no, but you're assuming the Seahawks are gonna win at home against the Rams, which I understand you assuming,
1: but I didn't know you trusted Geno Smith. Like I, don't, that. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't at all. Baker Mayfield versus of Geno fact, Smith. I couldn't be rooting for Baker Mayfield anymore. Yeah. I want Baker Mayfield. Is that game in Seattle? Or that game is in Seattle. I want Baker Mayfield to go into Seattle yeah. and end Geno Smith's by season. By the
3: way, I have nothing, this has nothing to do with Geno. Yeah. I agree with you because I think lions packers mono mono for a playoff spot is awesome. Is freaking awesome. Yeah, that, that is awesome
1: for all the obvious and no things.
3: offense to Seattle, like they're not going anywhere. I could see the Lions or the Packers actually making a run. As crazy as that may seem,
1: all right, we got lots to do. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. The Giants. I don't think it's a difficult decision, but they got to make it. And that is, uh, do you play anybody of import uh, this weekend against the Philadelphia Eagles? Now you recognize in sitting your stars and your starters. You are handing the division and the number one seed Who cares? to a hated rival. Who cares? I'm just putting it out there. Do you care? You are giving them the title. Oh, hold on. Big Mac Giant fan. Do you
3: care that you're handing it to the Eagles?
2: No, I don't
1: care.
3: Bill Doogie, okay. do you care? No, I don't uh, care. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They
3: don't care. That
1: was your Tommy Lou Gower That was my Lugie impression. You went yeah. feminine uh, high pitch on that? I just went high
3: pitch, I didn't necessarily. No, well, you were a little feminine. You no, went
1: a little feminine. Let me call my I wife and ask. Care. You went a
2: little feminine. About that? Is that there better, is no
3: uh, giant fan.
2: Yeah.
1: Who's Because think about this, Craig. Here's what you're missing. Yeah. If you don't hand the Eagles the division, right. You're helping Dallas win the division. Right. I mean, either yeah. way, dude. I mean, someone's winning the division, not name
3: you. And it's one of the two teams, because I think Washington over the last decade has made you hate them less for obvious reasons. Yeah. It's Dallas or Philly. Take your well,
2: pick. Well, it's really not even that close on that either. It's Philly. It's not even close. Yeah, by, the, think, by the, the, the think way, I think more. there's a
1: benefit to the Giants uh, having the Eagles win the division. What's the best? If I have it correct, you wouldn't have to play them to the championship game. Uh, I'd rather play the Cowboys or Tampa. The not second n- not
3: necessarily. No, no, because if, if Green Bay doesn't pull right. off the upset, right. which I'm predicting, maybe you're joining me, then you reseed, and then, they would be locked up against the number one seed. Yeah. yeah, you can't think about it that way, really. You can't think about Philly or Dallas or how this affects me. You've got to think about it as I got to make sure that when I play the Vikings or Niners, I am as healthy as I've ever been. And let me tell you this right now. I love Brian Daybol, Coach of the Year. The guy's been amazing. If Daniel Jones gets hurt in a meaningless football game, I don't know about you guys, I'd be fuming. How could you not be fuming? They were giant fans annoyed that Adoree Jackson got hurt returning kicks.
1: Right, right. It's...
4: Our lives aren't like they used to be. They're busier. Early morning Zooms, grabbing coffee to make that in-office meeting, getting to your kid's soccer game on time. Life is different, and so is advertising. To reach any audience, you need your message out there in all media, broadcast to streaming, on screens, and right to the ears of your customers. And that's what we do at Odyssey. Let's build a media campaign that targets the customers you know and want to reach more of right here in our community. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odysy.com.
3: Carton and Roberts on The Fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. I
1: talked today on the show about having a dream in which there was me. Yeah. There was the uh, the, gals who've, the gals who've gone viral from the Peach Bowl and the Cotton Bowl. Right. And Major Tutty. That was... <laughs> yeah. The new mascot of the com- Commodore. What happened in the dream? Well, there's a lot of barbecue sauce. <laughs> Yeah, and the girls weren't even there. (laughs) (laughs) It was me and Major Tunney. We had a night. BT said something right as our
3: show went on the air. He looked at me, looked at you, and said, you two guys couldn't be any more different. And he's right, because my dream last night was a horror dream. I lost my scorebook. And I was running around Yankee Stadium trying to find my scorebook. It was
1: I was sweating. And I was in a thong, <laughs> pouring barbecue sauce over Major Tutty's head, <laughs> massaging it in to his shoulders. Yes. Yeah. I was screaming at random security guards. Where's the scoreboard? And I was yelling at, uh, at Major Tutty, going, "You fat pig!" <laughs> and he, and I was happy about it. <laughs> yeah. So we are very different. Very different. Yes, we were quite. <laughs> true story. True story. Too, yeah. <laughs> I believe it. I believe your story. I think Major Tunny has the chance of becoming a great mascot. But like I said yesterday, you got to toughen him up. You got to give him like a six-pack, big pecs. You got to give him a tattoo that says mom on his arm. You know, you got to give him like some scruff on his face. got to make him tough, yeah. He's got to be like a badass pig. Yeah. Hog. Well, if they if they sell the team. Like, he, he's the kind of pig that should walk down the street And girls should go. What a (laughs) hog! Like that's what he should be. But they like they cartooned him. I don't like it. Is all of this subject to change with a new owner? Like a new team name, a new mascot? Like is all this stuff temporary? Well, I mean, theoretically, if a new owner comes, they can do whatever the hell he wants. That's what I'm thinking. I would listen. I think the name is stupid. I agree with you. And I and uh, I actually preferred Washington Football Team. I prefer Pigskins. And I thought the font was really dope too. And I like Pigskins. I'm with you on that. I think the idea of a of a badass hog is great. Like he should come in on a Harley. Well, I get like a, that. Like a beer swilling, you know, man's man, old school, like army guy, like a Navy Seal, jacked up, tatted up, like nobody wants to f with our pig. That's what I think. they but uh, they made him like cartoony.
2: Yeah, they did. Yeah, they so. want the
1: kids to like them. That's yeah. What. I told the guys. Uh, I told. Did I tell Gal? Oh, weren't you supposed to have Kaplan do that for me? I put the request in for you. No, you didn't. You lied to me. I'm not. I swear, Tommy. I swear. Uh, so where's the rendering of my badass pig? I don't see Cap, so I put it in our Slack channel. And what is that? So you don't. You never heard Slack? Our Slack
4: channel. We have a Slack channel here that we communicate with digital. Why even don't you just
1: call them? Well, because it's two 2000- thousand. Is, is Gallo here still? Uh, maybe Tommy Izzo
4: is here. Can you find one of
1: them, please, right yeah, now? Yeah, no problem. I need. They can it. confirm that I am. I want like the Arnold Schwarzenegger commando coming out of the water with the face paint on, tatted up, a badass hog that you don't want to mess with. It's easy. I don't think it's a bad idea. I matter of fact, I, let's make we'll make sweatshirts and t-shirts, all you know, the whole thing.
2: Be great. No, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. What a pig! No, you can't wear a Washington.
1: What? I'm not. I'm just. I'm, I'm not putting the logo on it for the shirt. Just, I just, just want to walk around. Big Mac. With Big the Mac, the shirt. man
3: wore Philadelphia stuff.
1: I like know. he has what? no shame when it comes to logos. When did I wear the Philadelphia guy. stuff? Well, oh, really? brotherly
2: love. Huh?
1: brotherly love. The huh? '76ers. Yeah, but that's just a sweatshirt. Doesn't What's, say Philly on it. It's that. the same thing. Well, it's the just, city it's, of brotherly love. It's the, yeah, I'm getting along with people.
3: It doesn't matter. Like, you wear the logos or jerseys of teams that we're not supposed to like. You wore a Red Sox hat for a while. <laughs> I Remember don't that? believe in those stupid rules. Okay. Those rules of being you a know, fan. I get that. I'm just reminding Big Mac when he said, oh, my God, you can't wear a hog on your shirt. Dude, this guy no, wore Philly. You can't, can't wear a
2: divisional opponents. That's, that's the line. That's the only line. You can wear any other team. Again, Big Mac, Red Sox and yeah. 76ers. What more do you need? That's no, embarrassing. Okay. Oh, it's embarrassing. Yeah, I'm embarrassed yeah. for you. Yeah,
1: you're embarrassed for me. <laughs> yeah. All right. I gave you a San Francisco Giants sweatshirt. You yes, love it. love it. <laughs> you wear it whenever you can. Uh, nationally West.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's not
1: embarrassing. <laughs> no. Yeah, you should wear it the first uh, I'm, I'm, game of the year at Yankee Stadium is what you should well, do. Well, that's
2: silly. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here's uh, Jeremy in Bloomfield, New Jersey. Great diner. How are you doing there, Jeremy?
0: What's going on, guys? How are we doing?
1: Doing great. What's up?
0: I, I got to say, just just quick, I, I haven't called in since since you were on the morning show. So good to talk to you guys. You guys are the best thing on the on the station right me now. Thank you. Not even close. Not even close. Hard to argue. Um, <laughs> it, 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 you know, it's really, it's spectacular. Like, I've it's, given it me, a I lot of you're...
1: thought, and I would argue with you, but I just happen to agree with you, so I'm not <laughs> going to argue with you. You've given it a lot of thought. Yeah. Let
0: me... I, you know, you, you know what though. I, I, what's his name? The new kid at night is great too. Keith
1: McPherson. Like Keith well, does
0: like. a
3: fantastic job. Keith, I agree. Keith,
0: he's awesome. I, I love it. He's like he's weird with sports teams though. What is like you, can't, you turn on the station in the morning and you got Mets fans and Vikings fans. It's yeah, it's guns. very anyway, strange. The whole no, the Mets whole
1: lineup is very but strange. But you got great. Dolphins fans, Vikings fans. You got Atlanta Falcons <laughs> fans. It's uh, it's, it's we're a weird place. It's this radio good. station, strange place. Yeah,
0: it's we got to work on it. But just quick on the Giants. For me, it's it's a it's a no brainer, right? Because because Dave will shown you he's going to make obviously the, the the adult decision. He's he's obviously going to start everybody, and then he's going to take him out when either the, the game's in, you know not looking good for the Giants and they're losing, and you, and you start bringing in you know rest of starters and bringing other guys, or you keep them in if the game is competitive. But he's absolutely going to start everyone. He, there's, there's You know what's funny?
3: No I, I, I've been thinking, because it's a great question of what is he going to do? Like, we can have our opinions. I have my opinion. Craig has his opinion. We all have our opinions. But what is Dayball going to do? We don't have a track record of him. Right. He has continued to say, and Dayball's great at saying nothing. He's continued to say, we're going to do what's best for this team. And that offers us no hint on what he's
1: actually going to do. Well, so I have no idea what he's going to do here's what's, it, what's it. I guess in theory, we could have the guys go back and check what did McDermott do in Buffalo when they had a division wrapped up uh, and had a meaningless game. Did but, he still play Josh Allen or But no? let me
3: ask you this. This is a guy in Brian Dable who, yes, has worked for Sean McDermott. Yes, he's worked for Bill Belichick. What does that mean? Well, I'm like
0: saying he may different... lean on
1: that experience. I don't know.
0: I don't know. Yeah, well, Belichick doesn't rest him, right? He, does, he doesn't,
1: you know, he's not. He's yeah, not but know, here's what's interesting. You know, the New York Giants are going to be an underdog all the way through. And this is, although I don't believe once you get to the playoffs, the house money thing to me is thrown out the window because now you have a chance of winning a Super Bowl, right? So to me, I just don't see any upside at all. And I'm, I'm willing to listen to it, Jerr. Uh, of playing Saquon Barkley and Danny Jones. I just I don't know what you could possibly gain. Let's even say they had career games against the Eagles. Win or lose, I don't care. How in the world does that help them for the wild card game?
0: What I'll say is this. Some of the most timely wins the Giants have had this year have come after losses, right? Obviously that can be true because you always want to recoup after a loss. But given the body of work, given how little these guys have played together, they're still getting to know each other.
1: Yeah. Chemistry
0: is, is, is a thing, and I get it. You say, do I want chemistry or, or, or do I want, you know, one of my two-star players holding up the team to get hurt? Well, it, I get but, it. but it comes I down to, you,
3: Jeremy, it comes down to we're talking about you. who are we talking about? If we're talking about Daniel Jones, I will give you my specific reasons on why he I would want to see out there. Saquon Barkley, you cited it. He looked tired yeah. after the heavy workload of the Texans game. I could understand why you wouldn't want to put him out there. Guys coming off of injuries, guys who haven't played that much over the last few weeks, maybe that's different. I think you do have to treat everybody on a case by case basis. But when it comes down to the most important player on this team, which is always the quarterback, I want I don't want
1: him out there. Our, I stick uh, that man in bubble wrap. Our creative digital director, I don't know what his title is, it's something like that. Tom Izzo's here. He gave me a rendering of a badass pig. Uh, it's a good start, but he needs a little. Bit, he needs to be a little bit more humanistic. Yeah, we're gonna. You know what I'm saying the, like that's yeah. a little bit too animal. Like he's got to be almost like. Is you have to imagine the story that in the backwoods of Mississippi, there is a half man, half pig family, growing up in the wilderness of Mississippi. I don't know. They just picked
2: like a place. They play in Washington.
1: I, I don't care where they play. We're going to discover this yeah, tribe we're, we're first. Uh,
2: apparently, we're past right. the idea of it being a Washington no, no. mascot. no just on. Craig wants a badass pig. <laughs>
1: Listen. <laughs> From it's, Mississippi? Yeah. The backwoods. Oh, okay. All right? Like, there's, an, a, there's a Washington-based explorer Is that explorer. where he learned to
2: be a commando and a yes, great warrior? I'm trying to an, say what's happening. Zip out it. in the
1: backwoods? Let creativity be creative. <laughs> backwoods of Mississippi. I see it. There's a half-man, half-pig family that's growing in the woods and they haven't been discovered yet. I like it. Lewis and Clark who hail from Washington are on an expedition. They wind up in the backwoods of Mississippi and as a peace offering this half-man, half-pig family, they deed their youngest son to the explorers. The son grows up To be a badass. All right? You see where I'm going? Yeah, I see. He's a beer-swilling, you know, (laughs) dip-spitting, weight-lifting, motorcycle-riding From Staten Island. Badass. Yeah. That's what I need. So this rendering, which is a great start, that's too much of an animal.
3: Yeah, no, that's not good. I
1: need a little bit more human feel. Yeah, yeah. And muscles, tats, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Badass- Ass kicking boots. I like it. You understand?
3: Maybe a little glassy
2: eyes, a little like bit. Like
1: I could see him with like jeans on, a uh, a flannel sleeveless top. Yeah. Pecs, maybe even some chains. Yeah. And you want no part of that guy in a bar fight. Like a Mr. T pig from the woods. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now nah, we on the with same page. jeans on. Maybe even, like, the jeans Tommy wears in the summertime. Yeah. What are them called? Uh, jorts, right? The shorts that are like jeans. They call them yeah, jorts. Yeah, the jean shorts. Yeah, jorts, yeah. I think you call them. Staten we Island can't wear jean it. shorts. We can't yeah. Wear shorts. But with, like, rippling thigh muscles. Yeah. Big calves. Timbaland boots. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Smoking a cigarette. Can he get it to me by 4.30 or no? Uh, let's <laughs> huh? Let's see what we can do. But you understand what I'm looking for? Yeah. He's he got to have some. He's got to be like a pig face, <laughs> yeah. but some human traits. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. You ever
3: see the Ninja Turtles cartoon? <laughs> of course. It's like the band from
2: the Ninja yeah. Turtles. Yeah. It's, a it's a rock steady and bebop. like that, but tough. I don't, Rock know, I, don't and bebop. I don't think
1: about the bad guy. Prince goes way
2: over his head. He has yes. No yes. I no idea. I know the turtles. Yes.
1: <laughs> I don't know the bad pigs yes. in the turtle. Rocksteady and bebop. Okay, I don't know them. Well, all right, just but tell him
2: because he doesn't hear you us. You understand right now. what I'm saying? I got you. They
1: want you to go rocksteady and bebop. Yeah, that type of thing with the turtles. Yep.
2: Whatever the hell that is. All right, I got
1: it. But like, this is a good start. Like the muscles here, solid. The, oh, the teeth, solid. The big schnoz, okay, but a little less animal, a little more person. Yeah. Are we on the same page? Yeah. A
3: trashy pig man.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like I I Joe Dirt yeah. meets Commando meets one of these yeah turtle pigs. Yeah. yeah. Meets
2: Zuckerman's famous pig. I don't know that is. Do you, Do you right? have a name for this
3: what? pig, by the way? Because you got to rename him based on the way he's going to look, right? I
1: don't mind, Major Tutty. <laughs> sticking, I don't mind that at you're all. Sticking
3: Major Tutty. I'm okay. I'm
1: okay with the name. I'm okay with the name, but I, I need this ASAP. Yeah, it's Major Tutty. I think Major Tutty's a yeah. solid. So they name. got that right. At least he's like he's like the Navy SEAL that went a little askew. <laughs> but you nobody wants to f with him. But when you have a mission, an underground mission, and there's only one pig that's up for the job, you go get Major Tutty. Mm. And you have to you gotta find him. Right. And you probably find him in some back road strip club with toothless hookers in it, <laughs> you know, getting in bar fights, you know, and drinking, you know, Dollar Bruce. You follow me? Oh, I follow you. Playing Patsy Klein on the uh on the jukebox until someone tells him, you know, you can't play Patsy Klein. I finally understand your vision. Yeah, do you Major, understand? Major Tutty we found Major you. Tutty. You got a job to do. Right, exactly. That's right. We're gonna need more body bags. <laughs> yeah, oh, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, we're like, gonna say like Rambo meets Pig. First thing he says, "You got a light." Right, and you could have him strapped to you. Or you put some. Uh, you could put some some metal on him if you want. Let them up. I'm good with that. A uh, strapped pig. <laughs> right, I'll get in the lib. All right. Lab. All right. All right. So we're on the same page. You can you can hang on to doodle on that if you will. Yeah, I'll doodle Dress on this. Dress it up. Dress uh, it up. Uh, get some ideas. A doodle. I'll doodle. A little doodle.
3: Yeah, his All initial right. character looked like a Disney character.
1: Yeah, you guys can't see that on TV. Yet, it
3: really man. does. No offense. It's a good Disney character. Well, he he, have he has like.
1: like a thing online, like a stock photo of an angry pig. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but I need the full thing. I, th- I. By the way, you get a you get a bottle of 1800 if you do it well. I'll give you an hour. I'll
2: do it right
1: now. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, get it done in an hour. Yeah, by the way, he's that good. I bet she gets it done within the hour. But think about it. At least it. a really good version. It may need a couple little... Little touch ups. Right. But I bet you by five o'clock we've got a working edition. Well, that'd be impressive. Major Tutty. Yeah. And we'll you're see. buying t shirts. <laughs> we'll all right. Women will see. We're all going to rock out our Major Tutty t shirts. And those guys aren't. They're giant fans. They're still going to look at Major Tutty as a Division run. Forget about Washington now. I'm now I'm, I'm creating this amazing pig. They're not going to look past
3: that the pig represents a football team in their division. I could look past it. I don't really care. All
1: right. They can't. Then I got a new name for them. Go ahead. Piggy Smalls. (laughs) The Notorious P.I.G. How about is that better? You like that one better? Uh, No? I don't like it as much, no. You like Major... Tuddy better than Notorious P.I.G. I think Notorious
3: P.I.G. P. I, P. I. G. I think Notorious G. was already used in Space Jam, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Oh, was it? I think it was. Space Jam 2. Yeah. I
3: forget which one.
1: If it was Space Jam 2, it doesn't count. What oh, it doesn't count. doesn't yeah. count. Sure as hell counts. doesn't count. I think it was the first one. Did you know that LeBron's doing a uh, house party uh, tour? <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. I you, you were there. I'm going to go see the Did video. Did we talk about that here?
3: Yes. Feels yes. Like good video. I brought it up to you because I saw the coming attraction for it. It was amazing. Trailer.
2: My apologies.
3: I can't wait for this pig.
2: I just sent you a picture of uh, Bebop and Rocksteady. <laughs>
1: on my phone? Yeah. All right.
2: Hold on one second. And you'll see what the pig looks Bebop. like. Bebop. And it's,
1: Bebop and what? I, it's Bebop and Rocksteady. So one's Bebop. A, I
2: don't remember which one's which. Oh, yeah, one's
0: okay. a rhino, one's a pig.
2: But the front one there. Oh, okay, is, yeah. That's kind the of front the The front one's the right? pig. He's
1: got like a purple mohawk. Yeah. He's got uh, the turtle shell uh, shoulder pads. He's got the uh, stud bracelets on He's rocking some kicks. He's got ripped-up jeans. Yeah, a little less piggy and more human. But, yeah, that's very, very close to what I'm looking for. That's badass. What's that guy's name? Bebop. 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 And he's the bad guy in the Ninja Turtles? He's one of them. He's one, one of, them. of the bad guys. He's the one bad of, uh, guy is Shredder. Shredder. He's like yeah, Shredder's yeah. henchman. What yeah, yeah. kind of animal?
2: Shredder. Shredder yeah. is... Shredder's a human. Yeah. He's a human. Yeah. yeah. He's the
3: badass. And yeah. there's yeah. Super Shredder. Who's that? That was Kevin um, Nash, actually. The wrestler played him in the movie. So Super Shredder, he put
1: the the ooze in him.
2: Yeah, come on, and that's what the, happened sc- to Bebop. The he was just a pig that got oozed. Usually, I'm the guy who just so you became the wrestling Shredder. Shredder.
1: Today it was Luger. Oh, so he, like, like he was a normal pig, I and think then so. he got uh, oozed. Yeah, well, that's just how like the turtles. Just and like then the turtles, became, and he became like over like uber powerful right. pig, and yeah. then but Splinter
0: he, found him in the sewers. The
1: turtles. So the guy that drew it is a guy named Sketchbooks. I guess that's the artist
2: of that. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. Look at that. that.
1: Yeah, that's that's close. Oh, and he's got a chain on with uh, looks like dinosaur teeth. He's also got like a string of grenades on his
2: uh, vest. Yes, there. he does. He's yeah. got
1: the grenade vest on. Mohawk. He's got the purple mohawk. He's got the purple uh, glasses on. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's a good. That's close. Did you send this to Tommy? We can. Did you send it to Tommy as maybe like a working uh oh. bro- working thought. Oh. That's all. I like it. All right. Anyway. Major tutty. Come on. We can do so much better. Here's uh, Blake. Hi, S&Y. Thank you to Grubhub for having us on TV today. Uh, Blake, what's on your mind, handsome?
4: Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, yeah. All good? Good. Um, awesome. So, a cu- couple of things. Um, one, I thought that Thibodeau comment was a little ridiculous as well, as far as, like, agreeing with Evan the second part was cool. Enjoyed that. Okay, the amen. First part, I, I mean, agree with it. I mean, you know, just saying that. Hey, don't play the sport. You, you know, you don't deserve to comment. There's a lot of athletes. There's a lot of athletes that comment on a lot of other professions that are done for a living either. So that's a two way street. It's, there. A,
3: it's a very lame comment, but I understand why guys like Craig and Big Mac aren't going to say anything because right now the guy's playing great. So it's like, eh, I'm not yeah, going to no. go crazy okay. about the comment. But the comment was stupid when you really think about it let's yeah,
4: agreed it's a it's a weak comment but i mean i'm a giant fan i love the way he's playing Oh, dude, he's awesome man um,
3: forget just the way he's playing you gotta love the other thing like that second comment about i'm here to be left. a savage i'm here to left. get quarterbacks like yeah 90 percent of what Kayvon thibodeau does you applaud and you're like i love this guy can't wait to buy his jersey but that initial comment was
4: you know it was lame yeah agreed agreed and um wanted to make a quick point about the the incident on monday night um you know tuesday uh, my heart was heavy for the kid and you know i hope all is well and i hope he makes it out and recovers and has you know the most normal life that he could possibly have and i wish nothing but the best for him and his family and everybody around him yeah but i will make a point i will make a point and um you know i don't think a lot of people would say this because it's a little bit uh i guess ballsy to say but um, here's my take, and I want to explain it and hang up and let you guys yeah. say what you want to say. But right. The NFL schedules games on Thursday night pretty much all season long. This incident happened on Monday. I thought it would have been a great job to schedule a game Thursday night, and here's why. Okay, so and, and of course I'm saying this while also trying to be sensitive to what happened, but we live we live in a world where people – unfortunately pass away you know things happen crappy things happen all the time to people all the time and and and, you know if we work at a job and we lose a loved one or we lose a friend or we lose somebody we get a couple of days go do what you got to do go take care of it get back to work you get back to work go take care of it you know take care of your family business take care but and that's when somebody dies you know, right. thank God this kid didn't pass away on the field. Thank right. God. Uh, you know, but he's in the hospital. He, he's getting better. You know, they came out with a report today that, you know, they're trying to get him to breathe on his own. Yeah, but Blake, play, you know, they're
3: playing to... football on Sunday. Yeah. Like, they're going back to work. It's not as if the Bills and Bengals' entire seasons no, have been canceled.
4: but No, 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 I, I get it. But now, now the game, so you go to work on Sunday, you're playing – the game on Sunday, and now wh- if the Bills are not in the right stage of mind, right. or you know, you, you know, they might make up that 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 uh, Bengals game only if it matters. Well, right. Uh, you know.
3: Yeah. I don't understand uh, the point uh, uh, though. Why there would be a rush to have to get this game in on Thursday? They're going to play on Sunday. There's going to be football, and then I think what the NFL is going to do, what we'll all do as fans. Is we'll all have our opinions. Okay, they need the game. Let's see it on Thursday. Let's see it on Sunday, or maybe they shouldn't play the so game. I, I
1: don't think there's any reason to shoehorn it in now. Right. So I think his point was going to be play Thursday and then they play Monday. I mean, I, he, I don't know, but you can't do that. You can't. You can't do any of that. Right. So, like what they're look, doing is actually right. Don't you think? Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, I, I think there the Bills were not going to be able to play that game. That's a very obvious. Sure, a lot of the Bengals didn't want to play that game either. And uh, for the greater good and for the obvious emotions that were running because of what happened, which is unprecedented, they made the right decision. You know, not every decision, no decision is ever going to be met with a hundred to zero reaction, especially in the world we live in now where it's so easy to comment on stuff, you know, as anonymous, you know, social media and whatnot, which people do read. Uh, And I'll say this about also about Hamlin, you know, and, and one of the things, I think we have to be very careful as we react to what we believe is, you know, reports coming from whether it be family members or people uh, claiming to be close to the family. Not that any of them mean, you know, anything bad by trying to inform the media and the people outside that hospital, you know, what's going on. But I do think we have to be careful, you know, reacting and thinking what we're hearing is the gospel. You know, he's not out of the woods yet. No. There are major potential issues that can arise neurologically, forgetting just about his heart. And his ability to breathe on his own. And I think we should probably all take a pause and wait for a doctor, you know, who works on him. As opposed to, I've heard, and I respect that every network's put a cardiologist on to walk us through what's called cardiocosis, whatever it's called. Thinking that that's it, but we don't even yeah, know if that's but it. But we have not heard it, that I've seen at least, a single word from any doctor that's actually worked on this particular patient. Right. And while I respect the fact it's probably one of two or three things that probably happened... We don't know exactly what happened. We don't know where he is in regards to neurologic response. We don't know where he is in regards to organs or anything else. So I know we all want to hear good news, and we're praying for good news. And it seemed like we got some good news within the last eight hours where we heard he's no longer 100% reliant on the machine to help him breathe, which certainly sounds like a really good step. I would just caution everybody... Keep saying your prayers, hang you, on, until we get something concrete. It's
3: what you said yesterday. We all want it to just be instant. He's up, he's fine, he's, he's not feeling gonna great. Be. It's going to be slow. So when you get a small piece of good news like what you said, which is he's not fully on the ventilator anymore, it's 50%, it's a positive thing. It
1: doesn't mean he's 100% out of the woods, but it's a positive step. And unfortunately, it's probably going to take a while. Yeah, and it just is. Yeah, it's. Uh, he's not getting up and and going for a jog tomorrow. And fingers crossed that does happen very soon. But in terms of what our last caller was talking
3: about, there wasn't a rush to have to go get this game in. No. The game has been postponed. It's not being played this week. They are preparing for business as usual on Sunday and Saturday. There's going to be football. Yeah. And I think once we get through Sunday night, there'll be an evaluation on should this game be played, and if so, when and how do we play this game?
1: By the way, I I think uh, some folks with the Bengals talked within the last hour, if you guys want to check. It looks like um, the Bengals have now started preparations uh, for their game against the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday. They're playing. Uh, the Bills apparently did not do a normal practice today, and obviously you can understand that you know because it's their player. You know their emotional reaction now two days later might be a little bit different or a lot different. Um, and they also didn't do any media today. So I guess at some point they will, or at least McDermott will, if nobody else and then we'll move on, but you know they're playing football. The Bills are playing the New England Patriots on Sunday. That is happening. No, it's all going to happen. I think the question is, and I don't know the answer, we could all just
3: try to guess, is what they're going to do with this game. If it's just going to disappear, I think they are going to try to
1: play it. I could be dead wrong. I'm not trying to be right. If it doesn't impact the number one seed, I don't think they're going to play it. I think if the number one seed's on the line, which it very well could be, then I think they play. Well, there's a lot
3: of elements to that, though. What if the division if the AFC North is on the line, which means the Ravens beat the Bengals on Sunday? (laughs) Then
1: that game matters for a division. Yeah, yeah. Do you play the game because of that? Yeah, and and play that out for a second. The Bills have already won the AFC East, right? Mm -hmm. So if New England beats Buffalo and Kansas City wins, the Bills can't be the number one seed. I think I have that right. Say that one more time. If Kansas City beats the Raiders. Right. And New England beats Buffalo. Buffalo cannot be the number one seed. Correct. So then what would be interesting about what you just set up, you know, the Bengals would want to play the game to win the division to at least get a home playoff game. Right. The Bills would have nothing to play for.
3: They would be playing for the difference between the two seed and the three Which, seed. I
1: don't know how much they value that. Maybe they do. I, You know. But yeah, I could see the Bills going, we forfeit. Right. But then the Ravens would say, oh, timeout. Right. That's not fair. Right. It's effective. What do you
3: mean you forfeit? Look, no matter what formula you create on what happens this on gonna Saturday and Sunday. There's going to be a third Sunday, team that's going to have a stake. Something's on the line, and what we have to determine is, is what is on the line big enough to play a game. You made the opinion the one seed's big enough, you got to play the game. I question, is the division big enough? Is the two seed big enough? What makes it, quote-unquote, well, big enough but, for you to feel they should play
1: the game? Here, as I'm thinking about this just real time now, yeah. it you're going to now involve a third, maybe even a fourth franchise. So this plays out for most. Yes, oh, absolutely. If, if I'm the Baltimore Ravens, right. all right, and I beat the Bengals on Sunday, and what we just said plays out, Kansas City wins, the Bills lose. So other than two and three, the Bills have already got the division wrapped up. But the AFC North isn't wrapped up, right? Right, and that impacts so, who plays who. Right. So I'm the Baltimore Ravens. I want you to play because if the Bills beat you, I just won the division. Right. So now I'm playing at home, maybe even against you again. Yes. I'd have to check the seating. I think it would be, right? Uh, As opposed to playing. No. no, they could play first round. Who, who are we talking about? Bengals and Ravens. That's on the table. Yeah, you're right because of the Chargers situation. Yeah. You know, there's so many different scenarios. So, right. like, so play that out. The three
3: seed could play the six seed, and the six seed right now is the Ravens. So it could, I guess, right. technically be right. So my only point <laughs> in that is yeah. if
1: I'm the Ravens. I now have a say in the matter because I might win the division. Yeah, yeah. Look, if the Ravens win on Sunday, they obviously going to want the Bengals to play because then it's like, we want to win the division. And I certainly wouldn't want to play you in the first round of the playoffs with you having a bye beforehand. And here's the other thing. I'll, I'll
3: throw this at you. If you're the Baltimore Ravens and the NFL already knows we're not making up this game, no matter what, we just can't make the game up, then why the hell are the Ravens even trying
1: against the Bengals? Right, you know what I'm saying? because they then they can't it. win the division. Right. The only way they win the division is if they beat Cincinnati and on Cincinnati Sunday. And Cincinnati loses. And then Cincinnati loses to
3: Buffalo Right, so point. if the NFL knows, and I don't think they do, but if the NFL in the back of the mind is like, we're not making this game up. I don't think then they Then if know. I'm John Harpo, I'd say, I'd like to know that because this game don't
1: mean anything to but me. I think the NFL has already played out every possible scenario, and they're going to wait for it to play out. There will be some kind of emergency caucus or conference call Sunday night. And they will talk to whatever teams are intimately involved, whether that's three teams, four teams, whatever it is. And they will try to figure out what's the best thing to yeah, do. I think for, for the for the the sanctity of the postseason. So based on what you're saying, and I kind
3: of agree with you, talking it through, one seed and the division are going to be the two things that if both
1: right. are or either one of them's on the line, they're going to play the game. Cause yeah, because I could see teams going, listen, two seed, three seed, I'll flip that coin. If
3: I mean, Cincinnati wins, which means they win the division and Buffalo loses and Kansas City wins, which means the one seed is done and the division's done, then you're probably right. I doubt the Bills and Bengals are playing for the two seed. Then I
1: think they say, you know what, we'll go to a tiebreaker, we'll go to whatever. Because then they're the only two teams impacted by them playing. Right.
3: At that point they would. Well, I guess technically who plays who in the first round is impacted. Because the 2C plays the 7C, and the 3 plays right, the Right, but at least C. you'd flip a coin on it or something, right? Yeah, I think you just go to the tiebreaker. So if you go to conference record... Oh, uh,
1: yeah, you'd have to do that. That's that right. would
3: still be tied. Yeah, I don't even know what, where,
1: where they'd eventually get. No, they, would, be, they would never do this. And I'm kind of half-joking, but you know what would be a really interesting way to settle it? Settle what? Let's say it goes down oh, to exactly what you tied said. for the two or three. So yeah. it's either two or three. Everything else is decided. Ravens can't move. Bills aren't moving. Chiefs are number one. All that, right? Right. To me, it would be it be very very interesting if you took uh, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, nationally televised game of Madden. <laughs> Whoever wins the game of Madden, that team gets the. the I like the that two better season.
3: than the dopey tiebreakers.
1: When, I'll tell I mean, you that right now. I mean, by the way, I bet I bet you a couple million people would watch that. Would you watch that, or would you watch a field goal kicking contest between
3: Justin Tucker? No, Justin Tucker's on the Ravens. I'm sorry, uh, Evan McPherson and the Bills kicker. Like, would
1: you watch field goal contest? I think I. I think I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but like obviously I'm half joking but that but that might be fun. To I watch. like that
3: idea better than going to like the fourth
1: tiebreaker. Yeah, yeah. 8773376666. But, but you're right just as we're talking this through. If you're the NFL and you know you're not playing the game, yeah.
3: Ravens have to know. Otherwise to,
1: the game wouldn't mean anything. Not do they have to know? They got to be in the room.
3: Yeah, I mean, the divisional race would effectively be over if you're saying we're not making this game up because even if the
1: Ravens win, there's still a half game back. Look, best case for the NFL, Cincinnati beats Baltimore. Uh, the Bills lose to New England. And Kansas City wins. And Kansas City wins. New England gets in as the seventh seed. It makes the Jed game meaningless. Oh, well, so what? It's meaningless for us already anyway. And that way it's just a matter of who's two, who's three.
3: That That is the simplest thing. And I think if it comes down to that, they don't play the game. I think if any other scenario exists, the one seed of the division on the line, I think they make up the game probably sometime,
1: either Thursday or over the weekend. Yeah. All right, listen, you know the numbers more your calls coming up. Giants have a big decision to make for their game against the Eagles. Uh, There's not been an update on Hamlin. If we get one, of course, we'll bring it to you uh, pronto. And I am uh, under contract to uh, mention that not only do the Knicks host the Spurs tonight, but not to beat them. Yeah, what else happens tonight? But at 8 o'clock tonight, uh, the hottest team in basketball. Who's that? Winners of 12 consecutive games. The uh, Brooklyn Nets <laughs> are in Chicago to play the Bulls. That game's at 8 o'clock tonight. Funny. What's that, T- is that, TBS? No, it's
3: a regular yes game. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Why in is it? Oh, Chicago. It's got in it. Chicago. Yeah, Friday it. will be a televised game out, ESPN with the Pelicans. It's interesting about our radio station. Boy, you guys, all you mouths, you love to talk about this basketball team. When Kyrie Irving does something or Kevin Durant says something that offends you or they're about to hire a bad guy as their head coach, you can't get the Nets out your mouth. Now, all Maybe. of a sudden, every one of you, what? now, all of a sudden, yeah. shh, can you hear them? Yeah. Can you hear anything? I don't hear anything. Oh, you
1: yeah. Guys got well, it's wild. like we're These talking are... about the Knicks either, though.
3: So. That's true. By the
1: way, did you see the <laughs> video of uh, Jacques Vaughn calling to play uh, the Kyrie game winner? Did you see that video? I've seen everything. Did you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So there's only a couple seconds left. I forget what game it was.
3: It was Toronto.
1: All right, so. uh the Kyrie Irving buzzer beater? Yeah, they're in the huddle. So Jacques Vaughn draws up a play for KD. Correct. And KD says, "Nah, Run it through Kai, run it through Kai. That's right. And Kai goes, oh, and Jacques goes, it's going to work. It's going to work. And so they just changed who got the ball. Ben Simmons inbounded it. Instead of giving it to KD, who's, you know became kind of like a rub-off, they gave it right to Kyrie, dribbled to his right, uh, crossover, step Lee back. Fred Vance, like what? Yeah, and, uh, and drained it. And it was just great video to watch a coach coaching. Oh, dude. They, you know what I'm saying? The like, that was a coach saying, I'm drawing up a play. Well, and KD then said, because, you know, of his basketball IQ – Running through Kai. So the best, and it was awesome.
3: The best video of Jacques Vaughn and Kyrie Irving is very underrated, but very important. It occurred actually weeks and weeks ago. It's when Kyrie Irving went into business for himself and called off a Jacques Vaughn play. And instead of being Steve Nash and meekly going into the right. quarter, Jacques Vaughn called a timeout and ripped Kyrie in new Oh, is that right? And said, let me remind you who the coach is. I respect that. It's me. Good for So him. a part of why the Nets have turned this season around is the coach. There's a lot of other reasons. Yeah. they healthy. But he's doing They're a good job. in developing chemistry. Nick Claxton's a beast. There's a lot of reasons. And what's very funny is not you, and not people around here, but our friends in Philly, like our boss, who sometimes is a clown on Twitter, but I respect it. All he's obsessed with is... Is Ben Simmons free throws? Can you believe it? The Nets have won 12 in a row and Ben Simmons hasn't made a free throw. That's their fascination. And Craig, I find that fascinating.
1: Yeah. Like, who gives a rat's ass? Well, well, the process hasn't worked, so he's got to find something to (laughs) complain about. Uh, You know, the phone number is Carton and Roberts uh, on the fan. I I love Afternoon Evan. Just called this boss a clown. Well, three years ago, I never would have said that. Now, Now he's saying, and he's even wearing Sean Mark shirts again. <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. when It, it says, comes, in Marks, we trust. Yeah. That's it was, all. It's three months ago, he wasn't wearing it. It's
3: a very comfortable shirt, Chris.